There was a story about Selena Gomez this week, and I don't know if you know who Selena Gomez is. She is a pop singer and an actress, I believe. I don't actually know what songs she sings or if she, what shows or movies she's been in. That's not because I'm ultra pious. It's just because I have too much gray hair to kind of be in her generation. But I do know that she is very, very famous because I see her name on various things all the time. And this past week, there was an article on, CNN news, on the CNN news feed in which Mrs. Go- Ms. Gomez, who is 26 years old, states, for my generation specifically, social media has been terrible. Selena Gomez's statement is a little bit uh, full of irony uh, because the article reports that, that Selena is the third most followed person on Instagram. She has 151 million followers looking at her pictures every day, behind only uh, Cristiano Ronaldo, the soccer player, and another pop singer, Ariana Grande. I looked up her Twitter account, and in Twitter, she is in the top 15 of Twitter accounts. She's actually number 15, one ahead of uh, the president, Donald Trump, with nearly 60 million followers. But it wasn't the irony that caught my eye, this lady that really lives off of social media that, that caught my attention. It was the statement that I, that I read, and I'll quote it. They, speaking of her generations on social media, her generation on social media, they are not aware of the news or anything going on in the world. Ms. Gomez is correct in this. We have huge swaths of people developing their views, developing their ideas, developing their understanding of the world through social media. People are receiving news, actually. They are actually, in fact, receiving news, but it is through their social media filters. 44% of millennials, that's the generation that's just behind me, report that they get their information on the world from social media. That's their, their primary source of information on what's happening with the world is social media. What Selena Gomez is tapping into, whether she realizes what she is observing or not, is that a lot of the news on social media is, we would say, sketchy to say the least. So the news that these young people are consuming and that's developing their thoughts on the world, and a lot of older older people as well, I might add, is not accurate news. Several months ago, I left all social media. I'd given up Facebook probably a year and a half ago, and then I gave up uh, Twitter maybe eight months ago, and then about three or four months ago, I gave up uh, Instagram. You know, it's like, couldn't just quit cold turkey. I had to wean myself off of it like an addiction. So, but now I'm totally off of social media, so if some of you wonder where I've been, I didn't unfriend you. I'm just gone. So, uh, so just know that. I've actually had some people come up to me and say, Why'd you, why don't you follow me anymore on on these things, and I'm surprised that people know who follows them on these things, but I, uh, but I am off completely. But before I got off, I was really into consuming, especially things on Twitter. And you may remember that there was a little story in our nation about a certain cabinet secretary that got in trouble for some purchasing of furniture. Anyone remember that story? Some of you might remember that story, uh, recall that. Well, there was, this, there was this headline that was going around, and I saw it all over social media, and I went back and checked this week, uh, just looking at the Google timeline and checking out things. You can still see how many things are retweet, retweeted. There was this headline that said, Cabinet Secretary, I won't say his name, uh, throws wife under the bus over the furniture. And this was 
retweeted thousands and thousands of times. Tens of thousands of times this, this story is retweeted. And so I do what probably most people did. I click on the link and I watch this, this, uh, this story. And they have an a audio clip. They have a video clip of this, this cabinet secretary in a hearing sharing some things. And I noticed as I was watching, it, it wasn't uh, super perceptible, but I noticed in the video that there was this glitch this little glitch, I thought to myself, I bet they spliced this. And so I went to one of my favorite stations, and I know one of yours as well, cspan.org. Anyone else with me? Who else watches C-SPAN at least once a week? Three of you, good. I'm happy for you guys. You guys are really missing out. So cspan.org, which is one of my favorite places to go, and so I went to cspan.org and I watched the entire hearing. And what I noticed is, is as I watched the entire hearing, I noticed that the that he said this thing and he said this thing, but there was probably five or six minutes between those two things and the things had been spliced together, which made it sound like he wasn't very nice to his wife. Now, probably most people didn't go to cspan.org to watch the entire hearing. And so probably thousands, maybe even millions of people didn't discover the truth of what was actually said by this cabinet official. I didn't actually know the truth until I went and observed the original source of the video clip that was being passed all over social media. The facts and what was actually said were very different than the opinion that was being created through social media. Selena Gomez has tapped into something. If people don't know the real news and all their opinions are being developed through social media, what are her words? She says this. She says, it's dangerous for sure, exclamation. So what does all this have to do with the Holy Spirit? I invite you to turn your Bibles with me to the book of John. That's the fourth gospel. If you go a little over halfway through the Bible, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. Chapter 16, or sorry, I'm in Luke, that's why. John chapter 16 and verse 13. John chapter 16 and verse 13. In this chapter, Jesus is describing the role of the Holy Spirit in the Christian life, describing the various things that the Holy Spirit will do in the Christian life. And one of the roles of the Holy Spirit is to guide us, but to be more specific, to guide us into truth. Verse 13 of chapter 16 says this, when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into, the Bible says, all the truth. This is great news. The Holy Spirit, one of his role is to help guide us into all the truth. This is one of the reasons why the Holy Spirit was sent, so that we would know which paths to take, which truths to follow. And it seems, it seems that a lot of Christians desire for this guidance in their life. In fact, uh, surveys say that more than 80% of Christians report praying daily, and 67% pray specifically for guidance in their life, to, to understand things and to know where to go and, and how to do things. These numbers, while of course they could be better, these are, these are pretty good numbers overall. 80% of all Christians report praying daily. 67% say pray daily for guidance and direction in their lives. But let me shift gears. Let's look at the primary way that the Holy Spirit speaks to us and works. 
We discover this in the prayer that Jesus prayed just one chapter over in John chapter 17. This prayer Jesus prayed for his disciples and for all believers to follow. And in the book of John chapter 17 and verse 17, Jesus prays this specifically. John chapter 17 and verse 17. Sanctify them in the truth. He's praying this to God the Father. He's saying sanctify the believers in the truth. Your word is truth. Translating that, Jesus prayed, lead them to live right in the truth, by the truth, based on the truth. Jesus tells us that the truth then is God's word. The word is truth. In other words, the scriptures God has given as his word are the guidebook of truth. So let me put this together. Jesus tells us that the Holy Spirit will guide us into all truth. Jesus prays that the truth of God, which is the word of God, will guide our lives. So I would contend that the primary way the Holy Spirit will speak to us in this world and the primary way that the, that the Holy Spirit speaks to the majority of us in this world is through the word of God. Do the scriptures support this? I believe that they do. If you turn in your Bibles to the book of Ephesians, chapter six, Ephesians chapter six, verses 10 and 11. Ephesians chapter six, verses 10 and 11. The scripture says this. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. This section of Ephesians chapter six is telling us how to overcome the attacks, how to overcome the attacks and the misguidings of the devil. The schemes as Ephesians refers to them. So, so we have to understand, just as God's trying to guide us, Satan is, is a very real and present figure, and Satan is trying to, to mislead us, to, to, to guide us towards other things. God's trying to guide us into truth. Satan is trying to guide us out of truth. These are the schemes of the devil. He wants to distract us, wants to get us off course. And, and so here, Paul is telling us in Ephesians how to, how to stand against these schemes, and this list of things follows. And at the end of that list, in verses 16 and 17, the Bible says this, in all circumstances, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil, evil one, and take the helmet of salvation, and then it says this, and the sword of the Spirit, and what's the next line, which is what? the word of God. So to, to fight the schemes of the devil, take up the sword of the spirit. In other words, the tool of the Holy Spirit, the tool the Holy Spirit uses is to help us overcome the schemes of the devil, to help us overcome the, the misleadings of the devil, to help us overcome the false narratives of the devil. Take up the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. This would make sense since the word of God was delivered by the Holy Spirit. 2 Peter chapter 1, beginning in verse 19. You can turn there. 2 Peter chapter 1, beginning in verse 19. It reads, And we have something more sure, the prophetic word, to which you will do well to pay attention, as to a lamp shining in the darkness. So, in other words, Peter's saying we should pay attention to the word of God. Until the day dawns and the morning rises in your hearts, knowing this, First of all, that no prophecy of Scripture comes from someone's own interpretation. For no prophecy was ever produced by the will of man, but men spoke from God as they were carried along by the what? Spirit. 
Bible says, by the Holy Spirit. Peter says, by the Holy Spirit. The scriptures, the prophecies of the book, the Bible, came through the direction and the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit was sent by God to guide us into truth. The truth that, that, that is laid out in the word of God. Thus, the primary way that the Holy Spirit speaks to us is through the Bible. And that is why we have a problem. This is why we have a serious problem in our world and in our church, maybe even in our homes. People who call themselves Christians are praying. 80% are praying every day. 67% are praying for specific guidance in their lives every day. But though they are praying, they are neglecting the primary source, the primary communication, the primary way in which the Holy Spirit communicates. The scriptures, according to the most recent polling from 2018 that I could find, 45% of those that attend church on a a weekly basis read uh, their Bible more than once a week. So only 45% of those that attend church on a weekly basis read their Bible more than once a week. 40% read their Bible only occasionally, once a month or less. But then you have the real honest crowd. I always love the honest crowd that's in the midst of all the rest. One out of five people that attend church on a regular basis, at least, at least several times a week, report that they don't read the Bible at all in a year. They hear the Bible at church, but they don't read the Bible at all. When people are seeking guidance but failing to study the Word of God, they place themselves in a dangerous position. Like Selena Gomez said about social media and about her generation never watching the real news, she says, it's dangerous for sure. When we pray but don't study the word of God, we open ourselves up to being deceived by the devil. Being deceived by the devil. How? There is in me, and I'm pretty sure it's in you as well, a sinful nature. And our default nature is towards self and not towards the divine. That's, that's our default nature, is towards self and, and, and our own ideas and our own thoughts and our own desires and away from, from God's. If I'm praying but not opening God's word, the devil can use that default nature in me to convict me of things that are in fact not true, that are in fact false, that are in fact in error. I've been surprised recently at how many parents I've recently talked to that have expressed uh, great concern about their kids and what they are believing. In some cases, the parents are shocked, especially when the kids say things like this. I don't think God has a problem with a certain action in their life. Or I don't think God has a problem with a certain belief in their hearts. And, And the parents are shocked I would guess the great majority of our young people are prayerful individuals. But could they be treating their prayers and what they believe as like they treat the real news? Treating the Holy Spirit like social media. Like social media. They aren't testing their beliefs against the primary inspiration of the Holy Spirit, the Bible. 
How many of us maybe are doing the same thing? We, we think that we, we know what God wants. We think that we know the direction, but, but we're not testing our, our, our beliefs against the primary teachings of the Holy Spirit, the Scriptures. You know, we are not there yet, but we are moving towards the direction of, of uh, Europe. And in Great Britain, there was a study done a couple years ago in which they asked young people that were described as Christians, kids, uh, uh, teenagers, and young adults, listen to this, one in three believed that Superman was in the Bible. One in three in Great Britain. One in five didn't know that the nativity story, the Christmas story, actually was in the Bible. So they think Superman is in the Bible. They don't think Jesus' birth is in the Bible. I mean, this is a, a crazy thing. But they're all Christians. But the, the numbers against the study of God's word are even lower in Great Britain. We can be praying, we can be thinking, we can be, be saying we're believers, but, but, but if we're not allowing God to communicate through us, to us through the Holy Spirit, through his primary way, the Bible, then we could be in trouble. As I mentioned, parents are, are worried about their young people. We're worried about our young people as well. Listen to this, 70% of young people, Christians, born between 1995 and 2009, according to one study, never read the Bible for themselves. If it's not at church or at school, they don't read the Bible for themselves. 70% of people born between 1995 and 2009. Another study that I read said 27% of that same generation read the Bible only one to three times a year. If both these are accurate, and if you put these two studies together, could it be true that only 3% of our young people are reading the Bible for themselves on a regular basis? Only 3%. Would that explain a lot about what's happening in the, the thinking and the direction within our world, within even our church. It's going on with our young people. It's going on with our adults. Remember, we looked at that. The adults, 44, only 44, 45% of those that attend church are reading their Bibles on a regular basis. If this is taking place with our adults, if it's taking place in the lives of our young adults and our teens and our children, then what is happening is our ideas of truth become about our convictions and not truly the leading of the Holy Scripture, the Holy Spirit, as understood through the Scriptures. And just as so many in our world believe the news they read on social media is always real news without verifying, many believe the truths they hold about the Bible are true from the Holy Spirit without verifying them through Scripture. I think as I say this, I hope as I say this, we all recognize that this is a real problem in our world. This is a real problem in our, in our church. This is a real problem potentially even in our own homes. It's a real problem. But it actually has a simple solution. It's a real problem, but it's a, it's a real problem with a very simple solution. And what is that solution? If we want to know we are truly being guided by the Holy Spirit, and by the way, when they asked believers, do you desire to grow closer to Christ and more like Christ? 
90% said yes. So people desire to grow closer to Christ. So if we want to really grow closer to Christ and, and be more like Christ and grow more in the truth of Christ, there is a very simple solution. We don't stop praying. We keep praying. We pre- keep praying for guidance. And the Holy Spirit impresses upon our minds. But then we go to the Bible and we test those truths. We trust those convictions to see if what we believe is actually the truth of God. The solution is, is that we must stop treating our prayers to the Holy Spirit like social media. Well, I pray, therefore I am good. I read the social media, therefore I know all that's going on in the world. God gave us a word. The primary way in which the Holy Spirit communicates to us is through the word of God. And what we will see is that some of the things we've thought were convictions from God if they contradict Scripture, are in fact not from God, because the Holy Spirit will never contradict Scripture. We must pray. The solution is we must pray and test what we hear, test the convictions we have by the Scripture. And this can only happen with consistent study of God's Word. And in this, I would encourage us not to look at anyone else, not to look at any other generation because it's a generational problem. It, it might be growing more within our young people, but, but part of why it's grown in our young people is because our young people don't see it being lived out in the older generation. And they don't see the importance of it. These, these things are passed on. They are not just suddenly the young people say, we're just going to do this. In this, we shouldn't look at anyone else. Most of us can look right at ourselves According to our own Adventist research, the majority of us that are Seventh-day Adventists are praying, but the majority of us, less than 50% of us, are reading our Bibles on a daily, consistent basis. So we're no different. We can't look at anyone else and say, well, they need to get it together. We are no different which is placing us, it's placing our families, it's placing our church in the very real danger of being led astray by the fake news of the devil, by the fake truth of the devil, by the fake convictions of the devil. So ask ourselves, yourself, you don't have to nod or smile or anything, but just examine your own life and say, am I spending the time in the word to confirm what the Holy Spirit is impressing upon my life, to lead and to guide me. Selena Gomez said, social media has been a terrible thing. Our kids don't know anything about the news. And she said this, she said, it's making us very selfish because we see the world only in one way. Are we as Christians in the same boat? We're praying, but we're not actually looking at scriptures to study the truth, to understand the, the foundation of the word of God and to, to be affirmed in that commitment. So here is my summer challenge for each of us. In January, I gave you four challenges. I gave you a challenge on giving. We gave you a challenge on healthy living. We gave you a challenge on, on witnessing. You a challenge on praying. Here is the summer commitment. So hopefully you've been doing that praying. Sounds like, you, sounds like we are as a church. We're, we're praying. But here's our summer challenge. This summer, as hopefully some of you will have a little bit of slowdown, let us all commit to beginning to spend time daily 
listening to the Holy Spirit through the scriptures. Big problem, easy solution, right? Big problem, crisis in our world, in our church, in our homes. Really actually an easy solution. God, help me to be committed to hearing from you through your word and living out that truth in me. Jesus prayed this prayer. Lord, sanctify them. Help them to live by the truth, and the truth is your word. Lord, I send the Holy Spirit to help them in this. Now, the good news of all this should be this, that we have the power of the Holy Spirit to guide us as we are studying, as we're being led. So let us commit to that this summer so that we will be truly guided by the Holy Spirit and sanctified in the word of God.